नमस्ते जय शिवाय सो लास्ट सेशन वॉज अबाउट कल्टिवेटिंग डिस्पैशन एंड द सूत्र ऑफ ईशो उपनिषद दैट वी वर लर्निंग अबाउट इज तेन तत्न भुंजिता ओके सो द थिंग इज दैट वी लर्न अबाउट हाउ टू कल्टिवेट दिस पैशन हाउ टू लिव इन दिस वर्ल्ड एंड स्टिल गो ऑन रिमूविंग द अटैचमेंट फ्रॉम डिफरेंट थिंग्स पीपल प्लेसेज एंड एवरीथिंग नाउ इन दिस सूत्र इन दिस मंत्र तेन तत्न भुंजिता they are propounding a little bit more on developing or cultivating this passion but this time it has to go on to a subtle level so last one we talked about was about that how to at the behavioral level or this level or that level how you can you know go on removing staying away from people from relationships from this and that in life this time they are talking about elements so imagine not drinking water for few hours or few days not drinking water when you are absolutely thirsty for it now don't do these things if you have any medical situation if you have any health issues or anything and you have to take medicine or something like that and um, your uh, health condition doesn't allow you to you know experiment with your body with your lifestyle like that then don't go for it don't do it what i am telling here is not for special cases or special kind of health issues kind of people i am only talking in general that you know you can you can try living without water for some time and see how it feels in uh, india i remember when i used to be a teenager i used to in india we do navratri fasting it's a nine goddess days it's nine days and at times we used to do it without water for nine days no food no water for nine days and see how what body does basically and what your mind does and how balanced and how focused it becomes when you stop the external inputs to it so try experimenting with the element of water another element to experiment with is fire what do we use fire mostly for cooking food right or electricity it's form of fire form of fire energy right current so try living without electricity for some time go to some primitive camping grounds and camp there and see if you can live without electricity where you have no way to even charge your phone or your ipad your laptop your electronic devices so live without electricity and see how it feels and then uh, try to live without cooked food eat just raw even till today we do a lot of uh, days every few couple of months every months where we do not eat uh, cooked food at all it's more like you know or you can go all the way to fasting a lot of people go for two days fasting in a week one day fasting in a week why fasting is important not only that it balances 
your uh, digestive system it is also important because when you do not eat for two days three days four days in a row this this body has a survival mechanism and that mechanism kicks off when you do not give it food for three or four days not only that it helps detoxify clean the intestines and all that but that survival system of your physical body kicks off and if those people those who are always providing food to their body always eating always eating and not giving even a single break to the body in those people this survival mechanism this survival system of their body is compromised their immune system weakens they easily can get sicknesses all kinds of illnesses all kinds of uh, psychosomatic illnesses it's easier for them to get that why the survival system of the body the survival mechanism of the body is not functioning they didn't give a chance to keep that system up and running even it's similar to how you have smoke detectors in your house in your smoke alarms in your house once in a while even if there was no fire no smoke in the house for say one year still you will get up and test that sometimes sometimes these kind of systems which are safety system security system survival system these systems need to be kept in check just so you know yes they are working okay so exactly in the same way fasting kicks off that survival mechanism now again i would make the same disclaimer if you have a need to take medicine and you are sick or you have some health issues please consult your doctor your physician or your healer and uh, based on their based on the consultation with them then you decide whether you it's appropriate for you to do the fasting or not i am here just giving a generic advice that you can try to live without food for some time and see how your body functions and to healthy people actually nothing happens in fact you become more healthier as a result of fasting for two days in a week two continuous days in a week one day in a week so you can start with that another last and very important thing to live without is prana you know when samadhi happens what is the last thing that goes away what is the last thing that you give attachment that you have to remove your attachment from your own prana your own life force how does that happen and when when that happens what happens it's a kumbhak that happens during the nirvikalpa samadhi it's a it, kumbhak automatically body goes into your physical existence goes into kumbhak kumbhak means suspending the prana does not mean you 100% stop breathing inside out inside out it becomes so subtle in nature that not even a paper would move when you are in kumbhak it, it the if you put a paper under your nose that paper is not going to vibrate or move due to the air flow inside and out at all it's that serious of a kumbhak that is why pranayam is considered pranayam all the pranayams are considered as the harshest and hardest tapas a yogi can ever do why because yogi is trying to suspend the prana trying to survive without the prana without the air in fact 
a lot of inflow and outflow, inflow and outflow of air and nothing happens to your body. So every time you are doing pranayar, if you are exhaling and you stop and hold there. And then when you are inhaling, you hold there. That's a proper way of doing pranayams without retaining the breath. There is no pranayam, okay? If the flow is continuously going in and out, in and out, it's not tapasya, it's not, it's not serious spiritual practice at all. So, retaining the breath and doing pranayams in that way is the hardest thing a yogi can ever do. So, it's, so this is another thing that you have to try to live without. Okay, so these are the things. Now, another important thing that this talks about is that try to live without thinking any negative or self-sabotaging kind of thought for 24 hours. Be very dispassionate about all your negative thinking. Have complete dispassion with all that. Just don't think anything that's negative or, you know, self-sabotaging kind of that, oh, I am bad, I am I'm not good at this, I am not good at that, I am I'm bad with this, I am bad with that, this people doesn't like it, that person doesn't like me or, or you know, I am not good at relationships. No, don't, don't. I don't know what will happen to me or what, what, what is my life purpose. I am very confused. This Just for 24 hours, give yourself a break and try to live without any negative thought whatsoever. Neither about your body nor about any of your identity. Nothing at all. Try to be very dispassionate with all your thoughts. Another thing, next thing that this uh, sutra, this mantra of Tien Taktien Bunjitaha talks about is try to be very dispassionate about all that you have learnt until now. You can grasp new wisdom. new thing you can learn something new you can know something new only when you discard or you unlearn all that which you already have till now whatever you grasped till now try to be dispassionate with the knowledge for which the realization has already happened to you who keeps thinking about suppose you you learned how to ride a bike right now wherever you go now because you go to office or something you are you, you have to learn how to ride a car right how to drive a car so when you are trying to drive a car do you in your back of mind do you keep playing or keep thinking about i am a very good bike rider i am very good at bike riding I can do this, this stunt or that stunt and I can ride the bike on mountains into, into the river creeks and here and there and I like this tire, that speed. I like the bike with gears and this and that. Do you keep thinking? If you are so full of bike riding, while somebody is trying to teach you how to drive a car, you cannot learn that. 
So it's that sim- as simple as that. If somebody is trying to give you a wisdom today about something, if you are so full of the knowledge that you have gathered previously, there is no way today in this lecture you are going to learn what is being taught. Because in the back of your mind, you're always, there is a tape record, there is a reel that goes on playing over and over again about what you already know and what you are learning now, you'll try to match it. Oh, this she already told about this video. Oh, this is what she already... Well, did you grasp it? If you have grasped it, just leave it. You know, if today somebody is teaching, trying to teach me how to drive a car, I have to forget all about that I learned about bike riding a bike if tomorrow somebody tries to teach me how to you know fly a plane or to uh, drive the train i have to forget about everything about car i cannot keep on memorizing remembering comparing oh in car the gears are here in train they are here, there or in aeroplane this is this is there and the cockpit looks like this and this button is for this that button in car was here i cannot do that never do that so have dispassion and this is a very important thing a lot of time people ask me questions on youtube and i keep on wondering that they were the one who commented on this video or that video and they still didn't get that video and now they are asking question about this one. So you see, I'm good at catching you when you are not learning from the previous video and still coming to me asking the same question on new video. That means you didn't learn. So if you have learned something, do not watch these videos on some kind of binge watching kind of thing. Don't do that. It's not Netflix where you have to forget which movie you watched or which episode or which show you were watching, what series you were watching. No. Even in entertainment that happens, right? If you're watching a new movie, some sci-fi thriller or whatever that is, and if you keep thinking about, oh, this concept, this hero did that in this movie or this thing, then you are not watching that movie which you are watching now at all. So have dispassion for all the knowledge that you have gathered previously, all the wisdom that you have realized previously. In uh, ancient India, even now, if people go to a new guru and they have been with one guru for a long time, often if the next guru is a real one, a samadhi guru, a serious one, they will ask the student, to go throw away all their notes, all their books into Ganga, into the river Ganges. In Hindi, we call it Ganga. So just throw everything in the river. Why? Whatever you have learned till now, if that had worked, you wouldn't have come to this new guru. Right? So be ready to forget what you learned until that point with that guru. It has served its purpose. There's nothing wrong about it. Okay. It wasn't, it's not about being right or wrong. It's just that you are still standing on the door of a new guru. 
then forget what you learned previously. Be ready to learn what is being taught now. Otherwise, if you keep bringing the same thing, same thing, keep doing the same thing and you are expecting new kind of a result, well, you have to do new things to get a new kind of result. You cannot go on repeating the same thing and expect some new kind of a result there. A lot of people come to me. I have received Diksha or initiation from this Guru or that Guru and they gave me this practice, that practice. Uh, can I still keep doing that and I will include whatever you are teaching me. I will include that into uh, different days or after this schedule or that schedule. Well, if that those sadhanas, those spiritual practices were supposed to take you to from point A to point B, they have taken you from the point A to point B. After that, it's not working. That is the reason you are here with me. So be ready to leave all that you were taught before. Because it has solved its purpose. Because it has got you from point A to point B. Now your journey from point B to C is going to happen through the new learning. And this is a very important point to understand, to grasp, to introspect about. To how many people you go, to how many teachers you go and you still keep on carrying the load, the weight of all the teachings that have happened to you on your shoulder. Why can't you leave it? How hard it is to just leave everything that you were taught. Very hard. For a lot of people, un un believe me, unlearning is the hardest thing ever to do. Hardest thing to do. And I'm not talking about unlearning all that. That was wrong. That was sort of, you know, branti gyan or illusionary knowledge or misconception. I'm not trying to say here that definitely has to be left alone. You know, you have to get away from all the wrong concepts, wrong belief system and this and that. And I'm not talking about that. It's, it's okay when you somebody gives you new wisdom, that old wisdom or old knowledge gets replaced or your belief system has, is shattered and all that. All that happens about wrong things. I'm talking about even the right things that you have learned. That has served a good purpose in your life. Even those things have to be unlearned. You have to leave them. Don't carry the burden of previous sadhanas, previous spiritual practices. When you go on walking your spiritual journey, leave it. All the initiations have served the purpose. If you are going for a new initiation, sit there with clean and open mind. There was a yogi in ancient times and uh, he was asking for alms and uh, he reached to one lady and she said that I have cooked something good for you. I have. She, he asked for alms and he, she said, you have to bring your bowl. Whichever bowl you have, you have to get that. So he had a old coconut, uh, outer part of the coconut, which he was using as a bowl to eat or to get the alms from. So the lady said, come to my house and I'll give you alms. So that yogi reached to that lady's house with the bowl, that coconut, outer covering of the coconut, the hard shell. And uh, when she was about to pour the food, a very tasty dessert that she prepared, when she was about to pour that into the bowl, she saw that bowl is very dirty from inside. 
it already has some leftover of coconut in it, some mud in it. She said, I am not going to give you anything until this is empty. And that's when it hit to the yogi that he is still not empty from all the wisdom that has happened to him until now. All the experiences, spiritual experiences that has happened to him. He is still carrying the weight of what he learned and what he has achieved and what he has attained till now. If you are still not empty and you are so full of all the wisdom, all the knowledge, everything that you have learned, all the practices that you have done, if you are not ready to accept the new, no new can be given to you. No matter if even if I shall start, you know, teaching you from the top of my lungs and no matter what I say, it's not going into your head. It's not going to go into your head at all. You'll not grasp this wisdom. Till the time you are so full of all that you have learned. So, Think about this very seriously. Introspect yourself on this topic and see what all you have to unlearn. What all, how, how, why and how you are not empty still. Still carrying the load of, oh, this practice was given to me by this great yogi and I am still doing it, but can you teach me something? Well, be empty first if you come to me or if you go to any other guru. Be empty first if you are trying to learn something new. You are expecting new results, right? That means you are trying to learn something new. Be empty before you do that. Now, this sutra, this mantra also explains that how, what happens if you don't follow all this? What happens if you do not live life with dispassion? Dispassion towards things, towards events, towards people, uh, towards uh, food, water, air, prana and knowledge. If you don't do that, what happens then? Well, you become greedy. Just plain simple greed happens to you. And greed is one of the worst thing to happen to any body on this planet. Not just a spiritual person, a spiritual seeker, but to anybody. Greed is the worst thing that can happen. If greed of knowledge happens, you will go on learning this sadhana from this guru and in the end you will know 20 sadhanas, 20 different spiritual practices. You might have 40 different kinds of initiations under your belt. Still, you will not transform even a nanometer, nanomillimeter. You won't transform at all because you are greedy about knowledge. You will become greedy about food. You will become greedy about relationships. Even if the other person is torturing you, you will still keep on living with, with it because in your mind, you are so greedy about this relationship, that relationship. Don't break this, don't break that. You will become greedy about resources in life. And it will display in your day-to-day day -day life. It's not that other people won't notice it. They will notice it. That you have greed for food, that you have greed for resources, that you have greed for money, that you have greed for basic elements, 
are trying to hog onto water or and this covid times this pandemic time is the best time to see how many people hoarded resources just because of their greed just because of their fear greed also means fear of not having it not having something but if you understand if start living in a dispassionate way you will come to an understanding that whatever you need for your survival is always given to you will always be given to you so there's nothing to worry there's nothing to hold there's nothing to be greedy about what happened because of the greed of if you think about it this is something i told you from a personal day to day life perspective but what happened in last thousand years of history if you look at last 500 years of history if you look at what has happened on earth so in india countries like asian countries like india and you know nepal and myanmar and all those places thailand people were living wisdom was at a very high level they were peace peaceful people in australia all the indigenous people peaceful people living and caring for nature kind of people in america native americans all peaceful people caring for nature and everything there were small fights here and there but didn't matter wasn't nobody was acting out of too much of greed and then suddenly spain started spaniards Sp spanish conquest started portuguese started britishers started in a big way france started french people dutch started for what resources greed for what gold spaniards destroyed the entire mayan civilization aztecs people living there they used the children infants as target practice shooting what britishers did in india and colonized during colonization what french french did during colonization what spain did during colonization dutch did what hitler did greed greed has created a very very divided world and you see the scars that were left in last 500 years they are multi generational generational we cannot to ask any indigenous australian aboriginal australian people ask them if they can forget what what was done to their fathers or grandfathers ask indians when they were colonized by britishers if they can forget or the portuguese if they can forget what was done and in a subtle ways in a different very modernized hideous ways search for resources and grabbing on to the first opportunity you find in any other country other than yours is it still going on wisdom is a resource too knowledge is a resource too it is still going on so many seeds european union have patented and they are all indian asian seeds how can you patent the seed that grows here and so many in the world so many things are you know just marketed in a very wrong way saying okay 
gluten, wheat causes gluten allergy. Well, Indian wheat does not even have gluten, but no. So no, no Indian has any gluten allergy, allergy to start with. All kinds of wrong things are still going on in the world. Open your eyes. Greed goes so far. For gold, all the Aboriginal, 99% of the population of Aboriginal people have been killed here in Australia. 90% of the indigenous Native American population was killed in America. For what? Land, resources, gold. Greed went so far. So far. And it's, it still is the biggest disease, most sickest thing on in this yoga, in this time cycle on this planet. How does greed develop? When nobody ever teaches you about this passion and somehow it doesn't happen to you from within because you haven't reached that level of purity in your thought, in your mind, in your sanskaras. In your lifestyle if your intellect is not, not so pure enough you will be full of greed so opposite of dispassion extreme of dispassion or the height of dispassion we should say is when one attains samadhi enlightenment self-realization and exactly opposite of that extreme is the greed which goes to the level where you start killing people, killing, destroying civilization after civilization, killing people from one after the other. Mass killings happen. That's the exact opposite. You see the contrast? That's what this sutra, this mantra is trying to explain. I hope you understand all that and introspect and see how much you grasp the wisdom. Namaste. Jai Shivai.